0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard What a big weekend for Scottish football Neil Lennon doesn't think Sunday's result has a huge bearing on his future But will he be without Kieran Tierney? Stephen Gerrard's backing his players to pull off a win in the East End For the first time in nine years And Craig Levine hit with a misconduct charge by the Scottish FA After an under-18s Edinburgh derby I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight, Derek Johnson and Hugh Kevens. At a time when Gordon Strachan has taken the big stick to Scottish football Celtic and Rangers will have the country's undivided attention this weekend not just this country but far and wide across the globe nobody's claiming they're the two best teams in the world but the sense of drama is undeniable if Rangers season comes to an end on Sunday it'll be because they lost to Celtic if Celtic win Stephen Gerrard ends the season trophyless if Rangers win Get on the helter-skelter and prepare for turbulence, Derek. <laughs> well, it's all about the old firm this weekend. Of course it is. But again, as we keep saying, there are other games on this weekend as well. At the bottom of the league, look at St Mirren. A victory at home against Dundee puts them above Dundee in the league. And even if you go into the Championship, you know, Vera United win, they will go to third place above Inverness. So a lot to play for for a lot of teams this weekend. Yes, there's been a lot to look forward to. It's been a long old international break. You know, it officially ended <laughs> This Battle of the Saints in Perth But for some of you It will have felt like an eternity We're back at it tonight 0141 951 1025 That is the number you need to get in touch And if you would rather tweet We are at Clyde SSB So get your thoughts in Lots to discuss this evening I'm sure you'll agree Right Hugh Keevens What are the main Subplots to this game? You mentioned The league Table Obviously (laughs) It's the same anytime Sides meet You've got, you've got Neil Lennon You've got, you've got Neil Lennon's future yep. You've got Stephen Gerrard and, and the assessment of, of where Rangers are at And how much they've progressed There's, a, there's, there's a, a lot of layers here Yeah, of course The Celtic fans are looking for A performance with conviction From their team on Sunday Since Neil Lennon took over From Brendan Rodgers There has been drama Drama at Tynecastle in the form of a belated Odson Edward goal. Drama at Dens Park in the form of a belated Odson Edward goal. That's drama. It also signifies struggle. That Celtic struggled against a 10 man Hearts for half a game and struggled to beat a Dundee team who have been bottom of the league for most of the season. So they need a performance with conviction. Neil Lennon is doing the audition for the manager's job. He needs to have. A good performance and a win Steven Gerrard It's Rangers season in a day They have failed in the League Cup Failed in the Scottish Cup This is their last chance If they can reduce the gap From 10 to 7 points With a game against Celtic to come at Ibrox Then I believe I may be in a minority of 1 But I believe the league race Mm. is still on And Derek the other Subplot is the fact that Rangers won the previous meeting Something they hadn't managed to do in a long old time This one at Celtic Park And Rangers of course don't go into it in in great form You can almost forget about it because it seems so long ago Uh, You know Rangers haven't won any of their last four games Can they go and be the first domestic team to beat Celtic at Celtic Park this season? Well they're going to have to play exactly the same way as they did at Ibrox You know on the 29th of December I mean that day, if somebody had said to me, would you take a nil-nil draw? I would have grabbed it with both hands. You know, the way that Rangers were playing at that particular time. But they went out right from the first minute from that Andy Halliday challenge. 
you know, and that got everybody going and they won the game one nothing, won it convincingly. That's the sort of performance they need on mm. Sunday. They're going to have to have something like that because Celtic, no matter what you say about them, have got this winning mentality. They might not be playing well, but they always seem to score that vital goal and get three points. So it's a massive game for Rangers. More pressure certainly on them than is on Celtic because it's looking very comfortable for Celtic. And I, for one, never give in. Jock Wallace mm. drove that into us for many, many years until it's mathematically impossible. You keep fighting. Why should fans come along and watch you if you're giving up at this mm. early stage? So it's going to take a monumental performance from Rangers on Sunday to get something at that game let's hear from both managers and then I want to hear from you 01419511025 Neil Lennon says his Celtic future isn't dependent on the result on Sunday the Hoops boss thinks the board are more concerned about silverware uh, whilst he's looking for the fans to help them to victory this weekend my role here does not depend on Sunday result wise it'll depend on whether I can deliver the trophies uh, I assume and in particular the league title Sunday's game win, lose or draw I'm not sure it's going to have a huge effect either way as far as I'm aware, that's my remit here doesn't revolve around one game or two games. It revolves around what I'll do since coming in the door at the end of the season. Oh, it's always a huge advantage, you know, being at home. I think our record over recent years has been pretty good as well, and our home record over the last couple of years domestically has been superb. We'll be all Celtic fans, so I'm quite pleased about that. I want Rangers to feel the noise, feel the power that we can generate in the stadium, not just from the team, but the supporters as well. I think that's what being at home in the derby is all about. Generate that atmosphere and we feed off that. And Steven Gerrard believes his players are good enough to claim back-to-back wins against Celtic. Borna Barisic will miss the game, looking for a first win at Celtic Park since 2010. Gerrard does want to end this season's unbeaten home record, but he's not having it described as a lion's den. We'd like to be the first team domestically to go there and take take the three points. Um, I think our best performance can achieve that. Um, I think we have to take confidence from the last time that both teams went head-to-head. Uh, obviously, it was a different environment, so this time we won't have uh, the power of Ibrox behind us. We won't have them cheering every uh, duel or every match-up across the pitch. That was certainly a big help for us, but the players have got to have the mentality and the confidence that they can go there and do the same job. You know, Our focus this week's being about us and, and what we can do. We, we felt last time we were there, we maybe showed too much respect. Um, we stood off them too much, certainly in the first 45 minutes. So um, we'll have a game plan at the weekend that hopefully um, is a level up from the last time we went there. What do you mean by Lions then? There's not going to be any Lions there, is there? It's a, it's, it's, it's a football pitch, it's the same size as the one we played at Ibrox. It's 11 men v 11 men. I've never known a fan to win a football match. Uh, a set of fans can make noise and make the atmosphere very interesting for everyone that we can all enjoy. But um, it's not a Lions den. A lion's den is if you jump over a cage and you've got four lions chasing you and you're fearing for your life. Well, for me, that's a, a daft overreaction. Oh, it's a bad fun to use. Lovely. It's anyway, lovely. it is a lion's den. Uh, and we know there are no lions there. We've all worked that out for ourselves. <laughs> However, uh, he's right about one thing that they cannot play as he did on September the 2nd at Celtic Park. Uh, they did stand off Celtic and they paid the price with the Olivier and Shams. Late goal As for Neil Lennon I've got a certain sympathy For him Because Celtic are glued To the history book At the moment It's not enough For Neil Lennon To win Against Rangers on Sunday He's got to do The treble treble He's got to keep Celtic Having that dream Of winning the Scottish Cup Three times in a row For the first time ever Intact So I do feel Slightly sorry for him Paul's a Celtic fan On the line First up Hi Paul 
Hi Gordon. Uh, hi Hugh. Hi Derek. Hi Paul. Uh, really glad that the international football breaks over. Uh, I really don't enjoy it. Uh, I'm not a great fan of international football, uh, and especially when you see what happens, it just I'm maybe a wee bit ashamed that it just does not interest me at all. But I'm delighted that the, the football's back, uh, and really looking forward to Sunday. Uh, my point is tonight, I'm starting to hear more and more negativeness towards uh, Neil Lennon, uh, and some of the names that are getting banded about. I just think that. There's not been one name said that I think is realistic or is better for the job than Neil Lennon. He's come in, he's won two games, he's drawn a game, uh, we a team that's not his, and people are actually starting to kind of criticise him. I think that far too many of the supporters have got short memories and are expecting uh, to keep up the, the same kind of play that Brendan Rodgers done. Neil Lennon's going to have a, a different style and it's not his team. Uh, if you remember right, over the past few years, every time Celtic went to Easter Road, I was genuinely concerned that they've only got to get a result and a, and a good few times they didn't get a result and that's down to Neil Lennon's management and I just find it, it just smacks a wee bit of arrogance with some of the Celtic supporters that they're actually starting to question him. It's interesting Hugh Keevans to hear Neil Lennon say that he doesn't think the results against Rangers will, will have any or much of an impact He talks about it being all about delivering the silverware I certainly wouldn't try and speak on behalf of Celtic fans But my guess would be though Surely you would feel that A league tr- a league title in the bag with two wins over Rangers Looks mm. very different to a league title in the bag with two defeats to Rangers Yeah I mean, Between now and then Neil's lived uh, in Scotland for 19 years And uh, he'll, he'll know how the, the business works now uh, Paul on the line I'm quite certain Would be unhappy If Neil lost both games Against Rangers Therefore It's all about public perception If Neil Lynn Beats Rangers With conviction on Sunday All is well In his world uh, If he doesn't And Loses at Ibrooks, Then The perception of him As the Permanent Celtic manager Wavers slightly But To go back to Paul's point About The names that have been put forward Celtic haven't put forward any names You know people have come out Like David Moyes He's come out and said You know I'd quite fancy the Celtic job And then goes on to talk about Neil Lennon Having first of all said I'd quite fancy the Celtic job So it's it's public speculation But it's nothing to do with Celtic Paul You know you know what Paul you, I'm Just listening there I would, would you not rather take You know getting two defeats from Rangers But you've won the league I, w- I would take it as a player I would take yeah, it uh, yeah, Losing yeah. two games And winning the league I would take that Every day of the week I know I, I, I know you're saying I know you, want to, win, I know you want to win the games Of course you do But I'm saying yeah. if, if I knew I was going to win the league I would take two defeats Well yeah Of course you, you know would take I mean? it But but I think that You don't want no, it that, no, no, you no, no 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 But that seriously reduces Neil Lennon's claim for the job you would imagine well, does it not? Well Neil's talking about his remit is to win trophies yeah, no, well, That's what we're when, trying to explore so I'm asking yeah. if people agree with it When Brendan Rodgers was in the job Derek He lost one of 13 games against Rangers The Celtic fans have spent two and a half years Gorging themselves on victories mm. over Rangers And they are not going to sit back and say Ah well it doesn't matter that Rangers beat us Two times in succession And therefore three times in a row 
Mm. Yeah, but the, but the Rangers will be thinking the same way. The, but the opposite way, Hugh. You know, they've only won once in eight years. But Paul's on to you discuss know. Neil Lennon. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. That's the number you need. Twitter is at Clare SSB. Thank you, Paul. Let's speak to Mark in Glasgow, who's a Rangers fan. How are you feeling? A couple of days away, Mark. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to be a big game for Rangers, obviously. Um, a first time caller was on to to make two points. Mm-hmm. So, firstly, I wanted to speak about Borna Barisic. Uh, obviously he's injured for the game on Sunday yeah. I'm quite glad he's injured to be honest I think he's uh, less aggressive than Andy Halliday I think he's uh, very up and down in his form And he's made a glass He's injured every two or three weeks um, He's been off the park more than he's been on the park this season That was my first point and yeah, secondly, let's, deal with, let's deal with that first mark and I'll let you back in Derek Is that well, is you, it fair? You can't disagree with that You know, He has been injured you know, and, and he has been out And you know, having witnessed him playing against Rangers in Europe, you know, he was outstanding in, in both of the games. You know, a full-back that loved to get forward. Brilliant balls into the box. First and foremost, a good defender. You know, he can defend. So, and I think Rangers were delighted when eventually they got him. And, but we don't really know what he can do at Rangers because he's never really had a run in the side because he's got injured. Mm. And uh, and, I, and I think I think Mark's right in the sense that we well, haven't really seen the best of him yet. He needs a run in the team, injury-free, to see what he's going to be like. And is it safe to say the performance in the previous game at Ibrox perhaps changed a lot of people's perceptions as to whether Andy Halliday is a, a, an adequate replacement or not? Well, the, the big question was, can Andy Halliday, you know, go up against James Forrest with the pace that James Forrest has got? I mean, Andy's not slow and he's not fast. You know, but you're looking at somebody like Forrest when he runs at people, he is quick and he gets by people. And that was the big question mark. But in the game, Andy Halliday was man of the match. He was outstanding against Forrest. That's at home. It's always different when you play away from home, you know, and you're in the cauldron of, of Celtic Park. But Andy Halliday, if he is. It's not a cauldron, tomorrow, Derek. There will be no witches there. I never said Come that. Come on. Oh, sorry. Don't you pardon. start. You know, it's, it's a huge stadium with a big crowd. <laughs> but Andy Halliday can, can handle that sort of thing. He's been there for a few years now. He's played in Old Firm games. He knows exactly what's needed on Sunday. Mark, what was your second point? And my second point, you guys have touched upon it a few minutes ago and Stephen Gerrard touched upon it in the words he had to say as well. It's about how Rangers approach the game on Sunday. Um, as you guys said, we've won one game in eight years against Celtic. Um, when we played them at Ibrox, we pressed them high, we were aggressive, they had no time in the ball. Um, Celtic are a good passing team, but not that day they weren't. And the, the debate is, were they poor at passing because they were under so much pressure or did they have an off day? So... Yeah. I, I can't see Rangers going out on Sunday and pressing Celtic from the start the way we did at Ibrox. I, th- I, I think, know Stephen I think that's what said, I have to do, Mark. No. I, th- I think you're 100% correct. Well, Mark's saying he can't see it this time. No, but I think it, that has to happen. I mean, what's the point in Rangers sitting back and if they lose the game? I think Rangers mm. fans that are there, the 800 or so, would rather yeah. see Rangers do that, press up high, force Celtic and hit the long balls from the goalkeeper because they've got the height at the back that they can win the majority of these balls. The bo- and I think that's the only way to play Celtic. You give them room to play. And they will play. The bottom line is, Rangers' season's finished if Celtic win. So, Stephen Gerrard has to send these players out to impose themselves on Celtic. And he knows that nothing would give the Rangers supporters, not just the 800 inside the stadium, but far and wide thereafter, nothing would give them greater satisfaction than having beaten Celtic in front of 60,000 Celtic supporters and kept the season as a viable proposition Mark just elaborate a bit more on that for us then because you're acknowledging that Rangers were successful at Ibrox because they they did press hard but but you don't think that can happen this weekend is that simply because of where it is is that that the factor well yeah Um, in previous games uh, at Celtic Park uh, 
basically Rangers have set up. Uh, the manager said, you know, we need to we need to be in our faces. We're not going to set off them. But that's not what actually happens on the pitch. And you find that I don't know if it's due to the atmosphere or due to Celtic being more confident at home. But you find after the first five ten minutes flurry in the game that Celtic actually pin Rangers in and were were defending for our lives for most of the game. So it's all right, Stephen Gerrard saying. We need to press them, we need to make sure we put them under pressure, not sit back. But I think actually doing that on Sunday is maybe a different story. I hope we do that. You know what, Mark? I've watched games, you know, at Celtic Park this season and I've watched the likes of Kilmarnock going there and Hearts going there. They do exactly the same. Kilmarnock are really, really good at that. They go and close down with a bit of pace. I think Rangers are capable of doing that. And I think, you know, Stephen's now played against Celtic, you know, a few times, so he knows exactly how they are going to play. And he would have been delighted with the game at Ibrox. And I do, th- I do think that he's going to press Celtic on Sunday. Mark, you mentioned Borna Barisic. You don't see that as being much of a blow. You're, you're sort of happy, if that's the right word, for Andy Haldy to come in. What are the other selection dilemmas facing Stephen Gerrard? Um, I think whether he plays Ryan Jack or not, um, he's been playing Kamara in the midfield. Jack's not played the last couple of games, as far as I know, he's as far as injured. I remember. I he's um, been injured, Mark. So he's been injured, has yeah. he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that'll be the question. Uh, it's clear what the, who the front three are going to be. I think they pick themselves. Uh, Candy mm. is Kent and, uh, mm. and Morelos. Um, I think the midfield is uh, is his main his main area that mm. he has to to get right. Um, right. Does they play Stephen Davis? Does they play Ryan Jack? Great stuff. Thank you to Mark in Glasgow. Give us a call back some time since that was the, the first time you've been on, Mark. What about your team then, whether it's Rangers or Celtic? Any team selection ideas, suggestions, worries? Let's hear them. And we'll hear again from both managers after the travel with Michael. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. It's Friday night, Hugh Keevans and Derek Johnson are here looking ahead to a huge weekend of Scottish football Big games tomorrow and then of course the east end of Glasgow on Sunday lunchtime Where Celtic meet Rangers once again Get all your thoughts in ahead of that one Score predictions, team lineup suggestions The future for Neil Lennon, whatever else may be on your mind ahead of this one Get in touch or send us a tweet at Clyde SSB David's on the line, we'll get to him just after we hear again from the managers So Neil Lennon says Going 13 points cleared Would be a hammer blow But it won't decide the title He says he's been more calm In the build up to this game Than he has been in previous times Yeah it'd be a hammer blow Yeah But again not insurmountable But um, you know Again we're talking hypothetically the, the the objective is to win the game You know whenever we play Our nearest rivals So that's not going to change And the mindset will be You know we're at home and take the game to the Rangers at every opportunity. Yeah, I won't know until like you know you you smell it like the instincts sort of the old instincts sort of senses kick in. Feeling quite calm at the minute, you know, trying not to get too distracted by all the the noise and the hype that surrounds it. So just been concentrating on what we're doing on a day to day basis and obviously preparing for another big game. I think once the whistle goes, you're fine, you know, and then you can take whatever comes with it, you know. But the build up can be. Tough at times, you know, but again, this one's been a little bit different, you know, a lot more calmer, probably because we're in a, a decent position as we go into it as well. That helps. We'll hear from Stephen Gerrard after we speak to David in Hillington. Hi, David. How are you doing? Not too bad. What's hi, your guys. point? Hi, David. A couple, um, hi, uh, Derek, sorry. Uh, so I don't see any other than the Celtic win Sunday, to be honest. I think we're going to be hurting after the end of last year. We've got almost a full strength squad back. Which we've not had for a long, long time at all this season. 
and the location is obviously Paris as well. Um, so I, I don't think we'll lose at all. I really can't see his yeah, I mean, Hugh, listen, nothing's that simple, nothing's nailed on, but you can see where David builds, builds his case from. Celtic haven't lost domestically since they lost to Rangers yeah. at Ibrox. Yeah, uh, he's, David's entitled to go there, full of confidence. However, I'm always wary of that sentence, I can't see anything other than, because it, it's a game of football, and when it's Celtic Rangers or Rangers Celtic, then... You can take away the idea you first thought of as soon as the first whistle blows because all logic and reason flies out the window. I'm sure there have been plenty of occasions when David's gone to Celtic Rangers or Rangers Celtic games thinking, I can't see anything other than, and he's left the ground disappointed. So, you, David, you simply cannot rule out Rangers on the basis that uh, their recent form has been patchy uh, and Celtic haven't done any damage haven't lost any games since Brendan Rodgers left and Neil took over you know yourself David they are so unpredictable these occasions you remember Martin O'Neill's debut 6-2 for Celtic his next game went to Ibrox and lost 5-1 it's a strange one David because actually for a while for you you'll feel like they had become a bit predictable and I think a lot of people agreed with that but maybe I don't know how much of a, a spanner in the works the last one has put in are you expecting a, a return to the way it has been then I'm not saying I would expect four or five whatever goals, but I, I do think we'll win and we're a wee bit to spare. Most of these games do tend to go with the form team. Um, yes, there is the odd aberration, but that happens in every football match. There can be an aberration. Um, a team can come from nowhere. I remember Inverness Cali putting three pastas at Celtic Park all those years ago. So these things do happen. But as you say, you know, that's the game. That's the way the game is the world over. My second point, though, was about the manager's job. Um, I do agree to a, de- a degree that it's, it's nails to lose. However, it wouldn't be my first choice. I'll, in fact, no other reason other than the fact that I think there are better candidates out there. I've seen the, the reports about Rafa Benitez and that. Yes, they might be a wee bit too much to go by. But somebody like Jack Ross, maybe, I think, would be more of a, uh, a, a better candidate, in my opinion. I think he would give us um, a long-term plan as well. And I do think that he's in my opinion, he's probably a better manager than Neil Lennon's. I have to say that I think it's insulting to discuss Neil Lennon's position in in that way, um, bringing up Benitez or Jack Ross. Well, to be fair, you yourself yeah. are saying he's going, he's ongoing through an audition for yeah, it at the moment, yeah. so that's the same, is it not? Yeah, you can only he's doing the audition. Yeah, but that, that's no all. One, that's no all. one else has been invited yet. David's allowed to explore the possibility of what happens if he fails the audition. Well, you know, Neil Lennon's a former Celtic manager, former Celtic player. Every Celtic supporter that I know has the utmost regard for Neil Lennon, uh, and yet. You're discussing other candidates before the man's had time to finish his audition. As I say, it's all about public perception. If he loses to Rangers on Sunday and loses to Rangers at Ibrooks, then he's in a bit of bother because that would be three defeats in a row from Rangers and Celtic supporters can't have that after two and a half years of Brendan Rodgers. David, Kieran Tierney is a doubt. He's had a bit of a setback. They were always, uh, Celtic were obviously without him at Ibrooks. Callum McGregor played there. There was a lot said about that selection. How, how would you plug that gap on Sunday if it turns out to be that Tierney doesn't make it? After the rest of the defences, uh, the better defenders, Benkovic, uh, Bayata. Uh, and Tolian, then I'd put Izzy in if he's fit. Um, I think they can compensate. He, he is the player he was. Nobody's saying that to you. I'm not saying he's 
the best candidate, but we don't really have anybody else. Um, but other than that, I don't really see where else we can go with left back. Um, we cannot lose Callum McGregor from the middle of the pitch. Um, he's, he's far too important. That was shown now. I know we had to, he had to do a shift there uh, before. The simple fact is he's too important in the middle of the pitch. What about Johnny um, Hayes? Well, actually, yeah, okay, fair enough. You, you didn't come into my thoughts there. Yeah, given that he played there recently and he done okay, and if uh, yeah, the rest of the defence is there, maybe he might be a better option than than Izagiri. He's probably going to give a wee bit more attack than Izagiri, and at Celtic Park that might be mm. uh, the swinger. Yeah, so fair enough. You, I, there's one you got. Um, my last point is well, because just briefly mentioned yep. the Scotland thing. Go on, um, then. I'm no crazy in David Moyes at Celtic, but I think he's a perfect. If we don't go back to Gordon Strachan, which I don't think the SFA will, David Moyes has to be the number one candidate because his style of football, although as I say, I wouldn't be great if the Celtic would be perfect for Scotland and that he makes extremely hard to beat. I, I, would not have gone, I would not have gone back for Gordon Strachan anyway, but after what he's had to say about Scottish football this week, I don't think the SFA can go anywhere near him again. Uh, so we wait to see what is happening with Alec McLeish and we'll... Let the SFA and Alec work that out And once we know yeah. hmm. Then we can talk about it Yeah we might get on to that in a bit more depth later on Let's hear again from Stephen Gerrard Thank you uh, to David in Hillington Stephen Gerrard uh, Talking about Ryan Kent Who is expected to start for the Ibrox side Speculation continuing about his future You've seen all sorts of figures this week 8 to 10 million pounds If Rangers want to keep the, the Liverpool winger But Gerrard says that's nonsense I've read the the, the rumours and the speculation, I'm not sure who's put that price on Ryan, um, whether it's his agents or whether it's Liverpool, I haven't heard nothing on that, but uh, my focus is on Ryan Kent being available for the weekend, I'm pleased he's available. In terms of the future and moving forward, um, that decision's out of my hands. Um, Liverpool know we want him here, the player knows we want him here, his representation know we want him here, but in terms of decision, it's not down to me. Um, I wish it was, but unfortunately it's not. Morelos is the obvious one, Derek, because of the goals he scores. But again, and you know, if we're looking back to the victory at Ibrox, you would imagine a lot of Rangers' attacking intent relies on Ryan Kent tomorrow. Absolutely, but I think on the day that you're talking about, I don't think Rangers are a failure, Gordon. I think everybody played to their their, their peak on the day, you know, and they got the result. But he is an exciting player to watch, and there's nothing better. When you see somebody running at a full back and getting by them and getting the ball, you know, cut across the goal or cutting inside and having a shot. He's certainly got that in his locker. He's played against Celtic now a couple of times. All the, the new lads that have come in have now played a couple of times. So there's no excuse about, well, we didn't realise the, the atmosphere and all, nonsense. You, as the manager said, you're on that pitch. You've played against them. You've beaten them at Ibrox. All you've got to do is go out there and show that same type of form. That's all you've got to do. If you can compete... And don't get bullied as, as they did against Aberdeen And a wee bit like Kilmarnock as well Then you have a chance of getting something out of the game I think one of the previous callers said that Rangers front three picks itself yeah, Hugh Keevans And I, I think, think most so. people would yeah. agree Celtic's front area perhaps a bit more debate to be had Whether it's Burke or Edouard or both Or you know Forrest well, Sinclair uh, We're asked the question on Monday night I went for Burke And former Celtic player Mark Wilson went for Edward. So you know I, I cannot conceive of a situation where both start the game um, But as I say, you're trying to put yourself inside the head of Neil Lennon And 
It's guesswork I, My guess is Ollie Burke You know I would play Ollie Burke as well The pace that he's got to, to burn Is unbelievable mm. Running at people I think I think he would be mass. I mean, Rangers have got a, a decent back four when they play well, but there's not an awful lot of pace here. And somebody like that mm. at six foot two running at you, he could cause an awful lot of problems to Rangers. Come on, then, all your team lineup suggestions. Let's be having them. 01419511025. Stuart is a Rangers fan in Milton Acampsey. Hi, Stuart. Hello, how are you doing? Hi, Stuart. First, not too bad. First time caller, guys. Uh, the, the point I'd like to make was in Rangers' uh, last competitive game. I'm a Rangers fan. Um, and in, at Ibrox that night, um, Rangers were completely bullied off the park by Aberdeen. I don't mean in the sense that Aberdeen kicked them off the park, but Aberdeen took the game by the scruff of the neck. And they actually, you know, they, they were up for the game. They, they were on top of Rangers, never gave them a second on the ball. And when they need to have create a foul, they, they put a foul in. The point I'm making is eight players booked. Rangers had three players booked that night. One of them is Morelos, and that was for diving. That's my first point. My second point is Morelos that night was actually an embarrassment, and the people that were sitting around about me was diving. He was more looking for penalties and fouls and free kicks and actually trying to be creative, holding the ball up and trying to bring other players into play. I'd just like to know what the panel's thought. If anybody was at that game tonight, what they... What they thought of it That's probably one for you Derek You would have been there Well the, the first thing is I thought he got booked For absolutely nothing I think that When you see it from behind the goal Again Again the referee doesn't have that The opportunity to see that But both hands are around his back And I don't know any player That wouldn't go down in the box If somebody's got both hands on his shoulders And he, he tends to go down fairly easily I, I'll go along with that one but I, th- I think I think he's he's even starting to get bullied a wee bit off the ball. But again, that's something you've got to to, mm. to handle when you when you're a striker, especially when you're playing up on your own. I got it for years, and I keep saying that. You know, when you're when the ball was down the other end, the centre half would have a wee fly kick at you, or he would nip you, or do something to try and rile you. That's what happens when you're a player that you know that can score goals against you. You do that to them, and he's got to learn. The only way he could do it, and I've, I don't know how many times again I've said it. Just put the ball in the back of the net and just walk by them and smile. That's the only way you can get your, your way back with them. No use retaliating because nine times out of ten you'll get booked and maybe that tenth time you'll get a red we'll card. round and round the, the houses with yep. Alfredo Morelos. It's, it's like this. He has to play. He will play. He's the main goal scorer in Scotland. With that kind of ability comes the tightrope. The tightrope that is the fantastic striker and the volatile character who at times seems incapable of keeping himself under control. Rangers simply have to go with it and see what happens mm. on Sunday. Uh, Stuart, you want to go on with your next point? Um, I, I just just to not along this, the bullying thing, I just think we're lacking somebody in the middle of the park who who has a bit of dig about them, as we used to say in, in, in the middle of the park, somebody who can... Put yourself a bit of it and actually take the game with the scruff in there. That's the Rangers lacked on that night against Aberdeen. <laughs> yeah. There was absolutely nobody yeah. who was up for the fight that night. Well, that's yeah. why I think, uh, you know, if the choice is Ryan Jack or Stephen Davis, it's Ryan Jack. Because, uh, you know, Stephen Davis has yet to hit recognisable form since he went back to Rangers. Ryan Jack, another one who at times struggles to keep his own composure, but he'll give you that. Bit of something mm. in the middle of the park, you know. Jack and Arfield, are, you know, the, the, the back training again. I don't know. I mean, if one of them doesn't play and you've got to bring in another midfielder, mm. 
I would bring McCrory in I was just going to say how, how does it all fit together for you Derek So you're looking at Jack McCrory I, I, I Kamara if, 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 Davis Arfield That's if, five if, into three If everybody's fit Then the, the, I think you'll go McGregor With Tavernier Golston Worrell and Halliday You'll have Jack Arfield And Kamara And Candias Morales and Kent Jack Arfield Kamara Right yep, yep Okay there. I don't. I think Arfield's up for it. He's not got the fitness. He lacks fitness. After sixty minutes, he's 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 blowing. He said, "Well, I just, you, well, well, I just don't. Well, I just don't think he's him. up for it." Well, you start. I don't think he's up for it. I mean, he's up for every game. I think Arfield. Most Rangers really players, well. most Rangers fans that get in touch, Derek. Like him One of You know Not the best But well, they, they rate him And they think he's the most creative force And I, they think I, he does get about I thought he bossed the game In the last old firm game I mean You hardly seen Scott Brown Because he was on him You know Like a rash He was all over him So, you know, so I think If Arfield's fit And he's 100% fit Then I think he will play Alright thank you Stuart In Milton at Camp See 0141-951-1025 On the phones Twitter is at Clyde SSB And we'll do it again After the travel with Michael Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Derek Johnson and Hugh Keevens are here. We're all on Twitter, as always, at Clyde SSB. DB, well, D-Boy says 12 wins and one defeat shows that the old form goes out the window cliche is nonsense. And uh, William has, honestly, he's doing that thing, Hugh Keevens. William's a Rangers fan and he's just put a nice picture of him listening to the show in a hot tub. Showing off But you were in the The Fife Riviera this week You were saying So you can rival that I think Yes I've taken the waters And Anstruther And Cellar Dyke So you can take your hot tub And you know what to do with it Just to What is it Just to to clear your head Ahead of a a big weekend Was that your international break Yeah Good lady says you're coming Okay then dear 48 hours in the Garden of Contemplation That is the East Newark (laughs) On that note 0141-951-1025 Let's hear that Injury update From Neil Lennon We'll hear again From Stephen Gerrard In just a second Neil Lennon talking About Kieran Tierney And Cham and Roger Have been training this week Kieran He's had a bit of a reaction Today so He may be a doubt So We'll have to Assess him tomorrow Bankovic is You know Coming along Sort of slowly as well In terms of Simonovic is back to Training Just modifying his training so we're looking, you know, a little bit stronger as we go along. Well, you have to have a okay? Uh, both are fine, yeah. yeah. Both should be okay. Kieran, is it what, what, what you had over with the Scotland score? Is it the, the calf? Uh-huh. Same issue? Yeah, same issue, yeah. So, again, we'll leave it maybe as late as possible for that, see how he is. He looked uncomfortable, so we'll give it 24 hours, see how it goes. I wouldn't see any place for it in Cham or Tom Rogic. Terrific players though they may be They've been out for far too long Not, not even a Rogic on the bench oh, or, yeah, yeah, or, right, Sorry you yeah, meant starting 11 On the bench but I don't see Any chance of either yeah. man starting And judging by the way Neil was speaking there I wouldn't have any hope of mm. Benkovic starting the game either And certainly not Simonovic So it'll be Boyata and Christopher Ayer I know fitness comes first Derek But if there was someone that you would maybe be tempted To, to take a little bit of a chance on It might be Tom Rogic Just because yeah. of what he's done in the fixture in the past But I think he's right I, I, You wouldn't start him that's for sure Because he's, he might be fit and running around and doing things But he's not got much sharpness in the big game So that's, that's the one thing But it's like everything else After an hour If it's nothing each Or you're getting beaten Who better to bring on Than somebody like Rogic You know for a, a short period of time 01419511025 Is the number William has dialed Hi William Hello guys How you doing? Hi Good William uh, It's just to talk about Neil Lennon I think uh, I, I disagree with I disagree with you a wee bit I, I don't think he's on an addition I think at the end of the season Celtic Will have a process of elimination anyway I don't think 
I don't think in regards to anything that Neil Lennon does from here to the end of the season, I don't think it'll matter. I think he'll still be in the running for it. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't think. I don't think Celtic uh, will not have a process elimination. Sure. The same as same as the SFA did with uh, Alex McLeish. With respect, William, of course it's important what happens between now and the end of the season. If Neil Lennon were to lose both games against Rangers, that would be Celtic losing three games in a row against Rangers. So that is a black mark on your record. He, he must certainly win the title. If he doesn't win the title, then he won't even be mentioned in the consultation process. Neil is Neil is perfectly aware of these things. As I say, I have sympathy with him because he picked up the hottest ball that you possibly could because Brendan Rodgers was there one day and he wasn't there the next and the place was in uproar and Neil Lennon has accepted responsibility for the treble treble uh, for the Scottish Cup Celtic tried to win the Scottish Cup three years in a row for the first time in their history so as I say they are glued to the history book and Neil Lennon is glued to the book with them so whatever he does every game between now and the end of the season goes on his record when it comes to the time when Celtic have to make a decision. William, the, the powers that be at Celtic are not going to sit and wait until the end of the season to see how Neil does. They will have people in mind. They have got to go out now looking at managers, just in case. Possibilities. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I think they've got to do their homework. It's a case of, as Hugh says, if they lose a couple of games and it's it's a hard fought to the end, but they still win it, are, they, are, they, are the board going to bring in Neil? So they've got to have alternatives, you're right And there'll be interviews mm. as well Well he's got a job to do tomorrow William And that's to, to uh, Sunday I should say To try and pick a winning team What would what would you do if you were in Neil Lennon's shoes Neil Lennon's tracksuit, who would you pick, who would you leave out? I think I'd definitely uh, Tierney, uh, Tierney, I would definitely play a 70% fit Tierney in front of Hayes uh, I think we need Tierney in the team You know he's natural And we need his pace on the left hand side The problem with that William Sorry to interrupt you is, You know if he's had a calf injury And it's given him a bit of jip It has mm. done for weeks And he goes and plays there And it's not 100% And he pulls again He's out again for another 3, 4, 5 weeks Do you take that gamble? Yeah I do All take right. that gamble okay. Okay. I think he's, I think he's he, A 70% uh, Tierney is better than Nervin Hayes there as far as Rogic goes and as far as Nincham goes, I maybe I, I would take Rogic and get seventy, maybe get sixty minutes out of Rogic. I think uh, Celtic have lacked a wee bit of creativity in the uh, in the number ten role. So, but I think we Burke having his his debut and maybe uh, we are coming on off the bench as well. I think Celtic have got plenty of firepower. To, Cause Rangers a lot of problems yeah, not, not seen as much Hugh of, of Timothy Weah As no. we perhaps Thought we might After his first couple of games Got the last 10 minutes At Dens Park When uh, Trumpets were blaring And bugles were blowing uh, And Celtic needed a goal uh, So He was thrown into the mix On that day uh, Under Brendan Rogers, He had that Introduction to the side Where He scored goals Became a fan's favourite He's a very handy fella To have around uh, I, my guess is that Burke starts the match. Edward and Weir are on the bench, and two handy fellas to have around if you need them. Uh, we are on Twitter at Clyde SSBJ has got a suggestion for the team. He says if Tierney doesn't make it, I'd go three five two with Bain and goal, Ayer, Boyata, and Benkovic. Then Brown and McGregor in the middle, Forrest and Sinclair wide, and Rogic behind Burke. And Edward and G Maxi From a Rangers perspective Says Jack has got to play 
He scored against them last time And please ask you to predict a Celtic win So the Rangers <laughs> fans can start celebrating Well Your prediction will be revealed over the weekend I'm yes, sure Yes um, uh, Having had the, the 48 hours in the Garden of Contemplation uh, I am now ready Mm. To reveal But th- not tonight I think I think the problem If you're going to play Three at the back It's hard when you've got Two quick wingers Playing in the opposition You know If you're going to play three And it means That your wingers The likes of whoever it is Whether it's Sinclair on the left Or whoever And Forrest on the right Are going to have to get back All the time back No he's talking about Celtic Playing that shape though but That's what I'm saying I mean when Rangers Have got two wingers there Oh Rangers quick wingers Got saying, you All right. When you've got the two of Them running at them you, you would either have to have Brown playing in front of the back four Or whatever mm. Just just as Shuffle cover. across yeah. uh, Gerard Will be without his assistant Gary McAllister um, He recovers from That attack He suffered in Leeds The manager says His health and well-being uh, Comes before the game itself It's a shame He's not going to be with us at the weekend, so I've took the decision um, out of Gary's hands. Um, it's a shame what what's happened. He's recovering well, um, but you know I think it's better that he rests and recovers and gets himself 100% right, and, and we get Gary McAllister back when he can be the real Gary McAllister. But it's a shame. Um, I wish he was going to be with us. Believe it or not, Hugh, some things are bigger than even this fixture. Of course. And uh, yeah. that, that would be one of them. I think uh, Stephen Gerrard has taken the correct decision with yeah. regard to Gary McAllister. What happened to him was awful and clearly a traumatic experience for Gary and for his wife. Uh, we wish him a full and speedy recovery, but it's right that he's with his wife and his family in Leeds. And not immersed in this particular match on Sunday. It's the correct decision. I mean, Derek, it is the correct decision. It's one less set of eyes for you know for Stephen Gerrard to to bounce ideas off or yeah. to take in what's happening. Is it quite simple, or is that just an an increased responsibility for someone else to be a bit more vocal than they yeah. usually would be? I mean, Gary will still be traumatised. You know, you're standing there waiting on a taxi, and all of a sudden you don't expect something, yeah. and and that happens. And he's a good lady as well. You know, you remember her as well. She was standing there beside him. So I think you're right. Hugh's right. The manager's taking the right decision to do that. But there's plenty of others, you know, on the bench that, that Stephen can go to and ask. And and he does that anyway. Most games, he, he'll always get two or three of them sitting on the bench and and ask questions of everybody. There'll be eight hundred fans giving me advice from start <laughs> to finish as well. <laughs> that is very true. And, and we're back to that old one, Hugh. We're, we're having to get used to it this season. Um, there are. Fans who disagree on on both sides. There are fans on both sides who who don't like the, the new allocation. Yeah. Some of them even agree on that, which which is great. We don't agree yeah. on much. I, I think um, it's some a shame. some appreciate the reasons for it, but but we're back to it. We we'll see it again at the weekend. I think it's a shame. I, I think it, uh, it 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 damages the spectacle because you like to have a fulsome support for both teams. To see the Celtic supporters on the Broomloan stand uh, at Ibrox adds to the spectacle. To see 17 or 18,000 uh, Ranger supporters at Celtic Park adds to the spectacle. 17 or 18,000? Well, wait, 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 I made it. 7,500. Take the one off, I think. Okay. Uh, but it adds to the spectacle. However, we're stuck with it because the, the two clubs have fallen out. Mm. And the, until such times as they fall back in again, then we're stuck with it. You know what, Hugh? The, the Rangers fans have been getting onto the board, you know, for a long time now. You know, you're buying your season ticket for the Copeland Road end, and the the games that you want to see, you can't see because Celtic have got it. So that that's the reason they've been complaining about that all the yeah. time. I think Hugh's, Hugh's just talking about said, yeah. for yeah. us uh, as yeah. a spectacle yeah, no, for yeah, someone who just that. likes the size of the occasion. All right, I think it's time for this. Beat the punch.
Pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. It is Beat the Pundit time. It's a great way to set yourself up for the weekend is to come on here, wipe the floor with Hugh Keevens or Derek Johnson and get yourself a signed ball in the process. If you like the sound of it, you need to dial now and you need to dial before the news at 7 0141 951 1025. Let's play Beat the Pundit. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Evans and Derek Johnson are here with me Gordon Duncan Big games all across the Premiership tomorrow So come on let's hear from And in fact it starts tonight Hugh Evans yeah. We've got Friday night football To look forward to Yeah Hibs could go fifth If they beat Livy At Livy uh, So it's a big match At Paul Heckingbottom And a major match uh, About to kick off In the Championship as well With uh, Dunfermline At home to Air United Who have faltered In recent weeks So come on Get all your thoughts Ahead of the weekend And I fully expect Plenty more On the game on Sunday Let's do this first though Beat the Pundit With goals In the Scottish Sun The SPFL And EPL Latest Every Monday Wednesday And Saturday Beat the pundit time Hugh and Derek are in the studio Let's take a trip to the seaside To find your contestant tonight Connor is in Largs How are you tonight Connor? Hi not bad How are you feeling for the, the rest of the season From a Kilmarnock perspective You're a Kilmarnock fan I believe I uh, just the, the dream is to, to get that Fourth or third spot And hopefully go Go away and a wee trip away to Europe That's what happens when Stevie Clark Raises the bar Hugh If yeah. I had asked Connor A year ago <laughs> If you'd be eyeing up fourth spot not sure he would have been he'd so be, confident. He'd be happy to avoid the championship. Ten years, I don't think he would have been confident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I've, I've travelled with many a side in Europe. I, I went into Europe with Queen of the South. Did you go? Was it Mitchell and they played Denmark? Uh, was yeah, it? it was. Uh, yeah, it was in Denmark. Uh, well, you could I, dust I, off the old passport. Yeah, we could send oh, you away yeah. with Kelly, you and Connor. Yeah. That sounded right. Okay, well, there's a bit of work to be done before uh, Kilmarnock do that, and more work to be done, first of all, on Beat the Pundit. If you land on heads, you're up against Hugh Keevens, Connor, and if it's tails, it's Derek Johnson. And it is tails. DJ, get the headphones on, I'll give you some Clyde 2, and that way Connor won't know uh, what we are saying. Connor, he's dancing to Clyde 2, and it is as disturbing as you can imagine. So we'll just move on quickly. You've got 30 seconds, head to head with Derek, you can pass. Here's your chance to beat the Pundit. Are you ready, Connor? Yep. Liam Kelly plays in goals for which Scottish Premiership side? Livingston. Which English team play their games at the Hawthorns? West Brom. Who was the Celtic captain prior to Scott Brown? Lennon. Name either English side Paul Hartley played for. Millwall. Callum Patterson started his career at which club? Hearts. Which country does former Celtic player Killian Sheridan currently play in? And who became Hearts manager in 2011 Quickly Gary Lock Okay let's bring DJ back Derek are you with us I'm always with you you Great stuff Good to have you Right same set of questions to you Okay Liam Kelly plays in goals For which Scottish Premiership side Livingston Which English team Play their games at the Hawthorns West Brom Who was the Celtic captain Prior to Scott Brown Pass Name either English side Paul Hartley has played for Barnsley Callum Patterson started his career at which club? Hearts. Which country does former Celtic player Killian Sheridan currently play in? Republic of Ireland. Who became the Hearts manager in 2011? Burnley. And who has the best goal difference in the English Premier League? Uh, Liverpool. Okay. <laughs> Fancy your chances, Connor? 
Yeah, I don't know. He might have done me with the last question. Mm, let's find out then. Okay, let's go. Liam Kelly plays and goals for Livingston. You both got it. One all. West Brom play at the Hawthorns. You both got it. Two all. Who was the Celtic captain prior to Scott Brown? Steve McManus. Stephen McManus. So it's two all after two questions. Right. On to question four. Name either English side Paul Hartley played for. You had the choice of Bristol City or Millwall, as Connor oh. said. So Connor goes. In front 3-2 to corner uh, It stays the way it is In terms of the deficit You both got Callum Patterson Started at heart So it's 4-3 to corner Which country does former Celtic player Killian Sheridan playing? It's New Zealand New Zealand I wouldn't have backed many of you To get that No nope. offence Who became Hearts manager In 2011 um, Paolo Sergio, Sergio Which means Derek You were the only one Who got to the last question You need it to equalise Who's the best goal difference in the English Premier League? You've gone for Man City. Now you went for Liverpool. I went for Liverpool. And the answer is Man City. So Connor has pipped you by one. Oh. Hard lines, Derek. Well, well done, done Connor. Connor. Well done, son. Unlucky, Derek. Good game. Good, Good man, game. Connor. We'll get that sign ball. Hugh Evans loves the seaside. He'll drop it off. You can plan <laughs> your trip to Europe with Kilmarnock. The job's a good one. That's fine, I'll take the ball Amy Cheers well done, well done. Doesn't seem too keen on your visit no, More no, the no. ball <laughs> Understandable we'll To be both, fair We'll both live without each other Here we go Good victory for the <laughs> listeners To round off this week's Beat the Pundit uh, We will be back on Monday night of course uh, Right Hugh The first time we've had you in Since Monday mm-hmm. When your take on the Scotland situation was That Alex McLeish would stay in charge yep. And he would certainly be in charge until this summer Widespread Reports Speculation Call it what you want Yesterday that his, his time was up And his time may well still be up But, but it hasn't happened yet And it, it's all becoming a bit murky Let's yeah. be honest what, what what are you making now of the current situation Have you changed your mind on whether he will be in charge going forward When I said to you on Monday night Gordon That uh, I believed he would be in charge For the games uh, Against Cyprus And Belgium I was speaking purely and simply about Football related matters So if there is anything else going on relative to Alec McLeish that I do not know about, then that may alter the situation. I am waiting for clarification from the SFA. This story can only be managed by the SFA because they have the power to relieve the manager of his duties or to insist that the manager remains in place. I am waiting for word from the president of the SFA, Alan McRae, or the chief executive, Ian Maxwell, because they must now come out and clarify the situation in the midst of all of this speculation. And I am not going to run down any colleague on any newspaper and say that misinformation has been flying about. I am going to say that until such times as the SFA clarify this matter, then we all have to accept that there is something going on in the background at the moment. Yeah. Well, I can't disagree with that. You know, I mean, the supporters clearly, after the San Marino game, never mind the Kazakhstan game, even though you went to the game 2 nothing, they still weren't happy. Alex was getting stick from the majority of them, and so were the board as well. The SFA were getting stick as well. They want change. And I just wonder if, if that's the reason. Once, once you start getting boards getting stick... From fans, then generally do something about it. But uh, I would have, I would have thought they would have kept Alex on. You know, he, he's got the two points. I remember I listened to Craig Brown. I meant to say that that weekend, and he says, you know what? He says when we played San Marino, we only beat them two nothing as well 
in San Marino. We've, we've never won more than 2 0 away in San Marino. That's what I'm saying. He said that the crowd were delighted and everything. Just because else. it comes on the back of the Kazakhstan game, isn't it? But they won the game, and that was it. He says, We played them at Hamden and beat them, was it four or five? Nothing, he said. He says, So so he's fine, but at the end of the day, if the, the, the Tartan army are not happy, and the majority of them, and let's be honest, there weren't a m- many of them that were happy when Alec got the job in the mm. first place. And I think the Kazakhstan just put them over the top. But right. I think it's unfair. I think Hugh's right. Things that are, that are being said just now. So we'll need to wait and see. We'll get clarity. But the SFA have to come out and see something after that article. At the highest level, we lack proper statesmanship, I think. We need to be proactive when matters like this are occurring. And that's why I take Alec McLeish... Out of the discussion And I bring in the President And the Chief Executive of the SFA They may very well Acknowledge that this weekend Is in the main About Celtic playing Rangers That will hog the limelight Thereafter They must come out And make a clear statement Which clarifies The position of the National Team Manager a statement at 12.30 on Sunday afternoon Would that I, do it for you? Well, you know They, they can't hide this <laughs> no. Under other bigger stories Come out Tell us all What's going on Because yeah. You expect the public To turn up At Hamden On a Saturday night in June To watch Cyprus Who are hardly box office So if you want the public To turn up Tell them what's going on then Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. That is the number you need to dial tonight. That's what John's dialed. Hi, John. Hi, guys. Good evening, Derek and Hugh and Hi, Gordon. Hello. Uh, well, my point being, I was I was earlier on. I think Scott Brown will run the show again on Sunday, Derek. And I think mm-hmm. the last game, obviously, yes, Scott Arfield maybe had him in his pocket, but I think we Brownies, we Brownies, been smarting for that. Yeah. And I honestly think Scott Brown will have a point to prove on Sunday. Sorry, well. And see one about Rogic. I think Rogic will play Derek and Hugh because, as you know, the big man he only usually plays sixty or seventy minutes, and I think it's worth the gamble taking it. Yeah, but that's so when that's he's that's when he's fit, John. You know, when he's really fit, he only plays sixty seventy minutes. He's been out for many many weeks now, and as I keep saying, you, you can you can train all you like and try and get your fitness back, but you need your match sharpness back. And I don't think he will have it. He hasn't played any games. I would certainly put him on the bench. And if needed for the last 15, 20 minutes, then I would bring him on, certainly. But I wouldn't start him. Supporters like John at 12 minutes past seven on Friday night can say whatever they like within the bounds of reason. And John's opinion is that Scott Brown will run the show. He's perfectly entitled to his opinion. Uh, we'll, we'll need to wait until... High noon on Sunday To find out if that is the case I always like these Just little bits of yeah, Drama but They're har- harmless yeah. The, the, yeah. Cel- the celebration Scott Arfield mocking the What became known as The Bruni celebration Is that something That will, will be in Scott Brown's mind? Well yes I mean I think he claims That he didn't notice it At the time But <laughs> There's a great picture uh, Isn't it? He's actually yeah. looking at him Doing I mean, it yeah. Scott could not complain about Scott Arfield's actions because Scott Brown is the biggest wind-up merchant in the Premiership, so he, he can't have any complaints. Say that again, John. Can I come back in about Alec McLeish. Uh, yeah, sure. On you go. I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Alec McLeish, right? but, but sure, I've been on this show for a few years now, and I've said for a long time. To me, it's the, the Blazers up top are, are needing took out first before Scottish football can move forward. There's too many people in there taking a wage for nothing. And to me, I know you always go and shoot, but with Scotland, we've got no money, this and that, right? Fair enough. 
But see if you take some of these guys' salaries away, it's freeing up money to bring better management to, in. To and be, I'm, as I say, I'm not a fan of Alec McLeish. To be fair, the president of the SFA is not on a wage. Uh, so, you know, my complaint, the chief executive certainly on a wage, but my complaint is here we have a story that has become the subject of nationwide speculation since the headlines first emerged. There are men within the SFA who can come out sometime next week at a time of their choosing and clarify this matter beyond all shadow of a doubt. For heaven's sake, somebody come out and do that. Uh, yep, thank you to John in Cope Bridge. I, mean, I spoke to one Scotland player today, Hugh, who was on the trip and said, with regards to the criticism of, of the Scottish FA, he felt that they had actually done everything right on the trip. He felt that, you know, the travel arrangements, the hotel, the food, the, the, the staying in UK time, which came yeah, for a lot of yeah. criticism, felt it was all great and there were no excuses. It was just that the performances yeah. uh, weren't good enough. But it, it stems back further than that. I don't think that the finger's been pointed at anyone high up at the Scottish FA for specifically the, the last week. It's because they didn't like the process, they didn't like the managerial appointment and maybe even... Stuff in the past as well Well but here we have uh, I know that Even Alan McRae and Rod Petrie Can't be blamed for losing 3-0 in Kazakhstan However here we have a situation Which has grown up since The win over San Marino Where the suggestion is That Alec McLeish is to be relieved Of his duties Now the president of the SFA Being the head of the household Should be the one Either to come out himself If they trust him to have a press conference And say What is going on with Alec McLeish mm. Or else instruct The man who does get a wage The chief executive Ian Maxwell To come out and tell the public Okay remember we are on Twitter at Clyde SSB If you want to tweet in Gabby Amato is on Presumably not oh, the actual the one, one yeah. uh, Might be, you never know uh, The biggest thing for us, I assume Rangers on Sundays, We need to match Celtic's intensity It's been proven any team that goes toe-to-toe with them They're extremely uncomfortable Rangers set the bar the last time And have been nowhere near it since That's the minimum yeah. required for Sunday Would that be the frustration going into this one, Derek? That a lot of the Rangers fans hoped that would be the, the kickstart on, On January the 29th and up until now, it's, it's it's obviously not been the case. Well, there was a lot of hype after it because, you know, it, it was the manner in which Rangers won the game. I think the Rangers fans, you know, all get maybe a wee bit carried away, and rightly so, because they hadn't beaten Celtic for so long. And then there's a, there's a two-week break, and then they go down to Kilmarnock and lose the game 2-1, a game that really they should never have lost, but they did. That high-intensity game that they played against Celtic was nowhere to be seen, and I don't think it has been seen since that last Celtic game, and that's been their problem. For Rangers to get anything, and it keeps saying it on Sunday, they have to be really sharp and up with it for the from the first minute, getting in and about Celtic. If you allow Celtic to pass the ball from the back and into midfield and get the wide men in, then you're in trouble. Whereas if you close them down, as they did at Ibrox, you know, they're not as potent as, as they normally are. So that that is that's imagine is what, what the manager has been getting into the players all week. I know that they've had a few hard sessions, even at this time of the season, when you're normally calming down a wee bit because you've played a lot and all you need is the sharpening stuff. They have been working mm. very, very hard and I just wonder if that's the case, that they're going to pressurise Celtic on Sunday. John Paul's in Greenock. Hi, John Paul. Hi, I'm just on to speak about uh, Neil Wenner. I heard your first caller of the night. Mm-hmm. 
try to champion him. I'm fed up listening to punters, ex-players, pressmen, anybody that wants to stay to say have their peace telling us that we should keep Neil winning. No, we shouldn't be keeping Neil winning. We should be going for somebody new, with fresh ideas, moving forward as a progressive club. We've had Neil winning before. He left the same as Brendan Rodgers left. Let's get somebody new in. And try to say he's going to win as a treble. Treble's a lot of nonsense. Brendan Rodgers already won as a league cup. And they left Neil winning with an eight-point lead now. Pedro Cachina came in and took Celtic and they still won a league this year. So people are based after on Neil winning win the Scottish Cup. So based after on two games, I don't think so. Let's get rid of him and get a new guy in. You're very respectful, and I don't think. Uh, you know, the man has been charged with getting Celtic over the line. You're saying it couldn't possibly happen and anyone could get Celtic over the line, but that's that's not yet the case. If Rangers beat Celtic on Sunday, the lead is seven points with seven games to be played. So it's very much Neil Lennon's responsibility then to get Celtic over the line. I think you're being harsh on him. He has taken control of the club when Brendan Rodgers dumped Celtic and he's been left to do the treble treble. And it's not a gimme because to be respectful to Aberdeen, they've taken out Rangers at Ibrox and playing Celtic in Glasgow where they do their best work. Uh, it's anything but a foregone conclusion that Celtic are past mm. Aberdeen. So I think you mean harsh on Neil Lennon. He's got much work to do. You? On you go. I'm, I'm not I'm not criticising him I'm just saying We shouldn't be championing him Just a new Because we've had them before We, we need somebody new I, I don't like and It's like taking the ex-players back I don't want to take the ex-players Or ex-managers back I want somebody new I, I know he's got to take this over the line And I, he'll probably do it I can't Because I don't see us lost In three games between now and the end of the season But I'm just saying We should have somebody new in place now For something for next season If we leave it at the end of the, of the year And God forbid We don't win the championships Or the treble treble We've got to be new in you're starting off with one leg tied up because by that time everybody else has got their players in line that want to sign and a new guy's going to come in at the end of the season. But you're get the guy me, in now, let's sign players. You, you mean literally now? Yes, get him in. Get him in now. And where does Neil Lennon go then? I don't care where he goes. Back to where he came from. Well, as I say, you've been disrespectful uh, because he managed Celtic before. He's a cheap option, too. Well, Peter Lowell, Peter Lowell, as usual, buy a couple of fancy lights for the stadium and he thinks he's going to make the fans all happy. Let's buy players and get a new manager in. Well, the the whole decision process has to start with Neil Lennon from now until the end of the season. So, as I say, I think you've been disrespectful. He can go back to where he came from. Where's that? Thanks to John Paul and Greenock. We'll leave it there. John Paul's and Greenock, you're here. We'll worry about where Neil Lennon is some other time because we're a bit short on time and you two need to get ready for the full-time teaser, which is coming up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson are here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We've got the full time teaser. Get your pen and paper ready if you need it because you can play along at Clyde SSB. And Friday night is one of those guarantees where we know you'll get the answers before <laughs> Hugh and Derek do. So let's see if you can keep up your usual good form. Tonight's question has been sent in. By Jordan in Motherwell And he wants to know He sent it to fulltime at Clyde1.com by the way So you can send your questions in as well We'd love to have them Can you name the last 10 players To score 2 or more In a single old firm game Can you name the last 10 players To score 2 or more 
In a single Old Firm game So more than one goal Essentially Lubo Manavchik No What? Said the last ten He's what? not one The last ten? Yes Double McCoyst No No you mean, Read the question out again Name the last ten players To score Two or more goals In a single Old Firm game Right <laughs> Which part of it Do you not understand? Uh, I'll try and clear it up for you Musa Dembele Yes You understand it now don't you Musa Dembele Any from you DJ? No I'm just thinking Two or more goals um, They just scored more than once In a, in a single yeah. game They maybe get two They maybe got a hat trick Kenny Miller Kenny Miller has done it About three times I think So he's yeah. certainly one of the answers Yes well done uh, I mean, It's the last ten And it doesn't happen all the time So oh. we're, we're going back It'll be something like Novo Yes yeah. Nacho Novo Alright we'll leave it there Because you've right. got 3 of 10 right. We're looking for The last 10 players To score 2 or more goals In a single Old Firm game uh, Jordan from Motherwell Sent it in So you've already got Dembele Miller Novo You've got 3 of 10 So we'll leave it right. there uh, We've got a game already Underway in the Championship At East End Park It's Dunfermline nil, Air United nil. So we'll keep you up to speed On anything that happens In that one and we've got Livy Hibbs coming up quarter to eight in the Premiership as well. So lots to discuss on a Friday night. Keep the calls coming in. Um, bit of response coming from the, the previous call, who was, I suppose, harsh in, in Hugh's mind on Neil Lennon. Alan McCulloch will tweet it in. Similarly, says, Lenny got an eight-point start. Anything less than winning by nine is failure, according to Alan on Twitter. Let's see what Fiona in Gifnock thinks. Hi, Fiona. Hi. Hi, Fiona. Hi, Fiona. What's your take on this then? Well, I was just thinking about it. Um, I remember Neil Lennon. I've always liked Neil Lennon as a player and a manager. And my understanding, but it could be wrong, is that he left the last time, or we left the first time the last time, because when we got the £20 million for him getting us into the last 16, he was promised, well, next year you'll get some of that money to for players. But that never came to fruition. So... I would imagine if I was Neil Lennon or anybody else thinking, well, how far am I going to take this on the money we've got? You know, I'm not saying we could buy Messi or anything like that, but I just feel that the man before sounds like possibly a Celtic um, fan, and I can understand to get a bit uh, annoyed like myself, but it was a bit disrespectful because he was probably one of our best managers, and also that was his first team as a manager, which was a huge undertaking like it has been for um, the Rangers manager so you know you've got to respect them as well for what he's taken on yeah I mean, I there, think there are ways of getting your point and you're putting yours across well Fiona but there are ways of making your point and uh, to say get a new manager in now and when you say well what about Neil Lennon he can go back where he came from what kind of response is that is there no civility left in the world whatsoever Neil Lennon's been given a hefty task to perform between now and the end of the season this is a massive game on Sunday. If we do it by the numbers and Celtic win and go 13 mm. points clear, you'd need to have a particularly vivid imagination to see Celtic then losing four games uh, and Rangers having a chance of the league. So, What about Fiona's initial point? Um, I mean, it's not Neil Lennon didn't leave under terrible circumstances by any means, but there was that, that feeling there that the... the 
His vision for the way to take the club forward Different from, did, did, from, did from Peter Lowell's Yes He left Neil led his decision And I don't want to put words in Neil's mouth But he gave the impression at the time That he felt he had taken Celtic As far as he could take them Under the circumstances As they prevailed at that particular time So what does um, that mean? Spend more money? Yes And the manager Who's in place at the start of next season Will be looking for money to be spent Whether it's Neil or anybody else Because if Celtic get eight in a row Then we all know what comes next The clamour is on for ten in a row And the Celtic supporters will look for money to be spent The Rangers supporters will look for money to be spent So that Celtic don't get to nine and ten in a row So money will become indivisible From the subject of Celtic and Rangers However, Neil Lennon has a job to do between now and the end of the season to, to disregard Aberdeen in the semi-final of the Scottish Cup is arrogance on the part of supporters who do that or complacency or both. So Neil Lennon has a, a, a job to do in two competitions and I think while he is doing the audition, he deserves better respect than is being shown to him by some Celtic supporters. Uh, 0141-951-1025 Thank you very much Fiona in Gifnook uh, Still goalless in that game that I was telling you about We've got the kick-off uh, a bit later on in the Premiership Let's take a little bit of a look at some of the, the other football talking points this weekend There'll still be plenty more on Celtic against Rangers, don't you worry um, Let's kick off by hearing from Richard Tate The Motherwell defender says it's time Gordon Strachan gave for Park a go If he's so concerned about young players coming through The former Scotland boss says Clubs are deluding themselves About young players coming through Tate's not having that Has he been to a Motherwell game before? I don't know Obviously hasn't If he's, uh, if he's not seen that the, the talent that we've got coming through So Listen <clears throat> Everyone's got an opinion But I think people's opinion sometimes Is probably biased to what they've actually seen I think they've got a bright future ahead of them If they keep doing what they're doing um, And like I said previously That it's obviously great for the future of Scotland. I think everyone expects to bring through players like Messi all the time and things like that. So it's a load of rubbish. That guy's a one-in-a-lifetime kind of player, really. Um, David Turnbull's a fantastic football player. Jake Hastie, Alan Campbell. Obviously, Barry Maguire's out on loan, but he's a great football player as well. And it's just nice that, that Motherwell have got that much talent and coming through the squad. Uh, Hugh, the, the, the battle at the top is going to take centre stage this weekend. We know that. But the battle for the top six... Is a fascinating one Because Hibs are certainly In the driving seat They're four points ahead Of St Johnson And five ahead of Motherwell But those two play each other Tomorrow So both will be watching Hibs tonight Hoping they slip up Against Livingston uh, Who by the way Are only a couple of points Further back as well um, And then hoping They can go and take advantage Tomorrow What do you make of What Richard Tate had to say? I think that Gordon Strachan And this is my interpretation Of events I think Gordon Strachan Was trying to do Alec McLeish a favour And trying to Take the heat away from Alec And he was trying to point it elsewhere There were elements of The truth about what Gordon said But it was far too sweeping A condemnation of the game And the people at Motherwell Are quite right to point to The Hasties and Campbells and Turnbulls And say we're doing our best here uh, The Celtic and Rangers You could argue The money spent on their academies uh, Is it Getting its due reward In terms of players Probably not The answer to that Is probably not uh, but Which the, academies did you see? Celtic and Rangers You know if you're looking For people to Flood the first team well, Or the squad I, I remember we had Chris McCart in here Hugh And you, you're never going to get a living But 
on, on, on any given day in the past Celtic would have had You know Tierney McGregor Forrest Absolute mainstays Then yeah, with You know with the likes of, of Mikey Johnson And Ewan Henderson On top of that I just wonder if that's a bit harsh You're, you're, you're covering a long number of years From James Forrest no, uh, At I'm the academy s- No currently in the team though They're academy yeah. graduates Yeah But Over that length of time Is it enough? You're a hard man to please but, but you, you could be a good player But are you good enough To play for Scotland Can you go that yeah, extra that, that, that mile That is, the question, that, that is yeah. the question For everybody and, and I mean I applaud Motherwell All, Some of the kids Have got through there And they're looking Absolutely brilliant Not Scotland material yet But I tell you mm. Given a couple of seasons Of the stay there And keep going The way they are Then there's every chance They could make it If the title is Celtics to lose Then Sixth place is Sibs to lose I would imagine Same well, logic to, applies To be fair to Paul Heckenbottom He's done very well Yeah And uh, I don't want to Curse them But I, I fancy them <laughs> to win At Livingston tonight uh, And he has done An excellent job uh, And You know he, Again an interesting Appointment In the wake of Neil Lennon And the, the fiasco Surrounding his departure From Easter Road So Hibs Yeah the, Of all the contenders Look the strongest Come on then, if you've any thoughts on the top six Or indeed the big battles at the bottom Which is just as entertaining, perhaps even more so The number you need, 0141 951 How are you getting on with tonight's oh. question? It was sent in to fulltime at Clyde1.com Name the last ten Oh, we've got an opener in that game At East End Park Air United have taken the lead Declan McDade cutting in from the left It was a... Uh, was it a cross? Was it a shot? People it can first, it's, first real mind up. it's in the, the back game. of the net anyway. You know, there's 30 minutes gone. It's a first real chance, and there are a wee bunch of very United fans. Strange, because they've got black and white scarves on, and they're playing in pink. <laughs> and, and no disrespect to you, United fans, but it's a worst looking strip I've ever seen in my life. But they've taken the lead. Decent stuff down the left hand side. The dig is he cuts in. Fullback doesn't get it across. It's a cross. Yeah, it's a goes, but it's one of them. The goalkeeper thinks maybe somebody's going to get a touch and doesn't quite. He's too late mm. to react. Did, and the did, ball goes in the far corner. Did James Forrest score two? In a region. Oh game. right, sorry, no. I was just about to speak mm. to Stuart and Camus Lang, and he's disappeared. So we'll need to get the phone call back lined up. We're looking for the last ten players to score two or more in a single old firm game. You're doing all right. You've got Dembele, Miller, Novo, Sinclair. Scott Sinclair has not He has not uh, James Forrest has not either, Hugh mm. Mm. Just trying to think Penalty kicks in the way Armstrong? No Ooh. Oh dear No so The silence is worrying yeah. I'm sure you'll agree The silence agree. is golden The uh, there's, <laughs> there's a few on Twitter uh, Gary Robertson Has thrown one in there That is... Incorrect as well actually Gary I'm afraid uh, What else have we got um, John's giving it a real good go uh, Who else have we got yeah, yeah, yeah. Decent efforts on there But no more from you two Alright let's speak to Sean A Rangers fan On the line Hi Sean Hi there guys Hi Sean What's your point tonight? I uh, see, see if Rangers um, keep Morelos on the park on Sunday and get a wee early goal in the first five ten minutes. I think Rangers could have a slight a slight chance going into the game. Let's just see what you think on it. Well, listen, see this Morelos thing. People might get a bit bored of it, but the only yeah. way people are going to stop talking about whether he scores against Celtic 
Is once he scores against yeah, Celtic So absolutely. another absolutely. chance this weekend I think I think the first goal will be crucial I agree with that I think if Rangers can get that Then there's certainly something to hold mm. on to Some things that we say about all the teams That come to Ibrox and come to Celtic Park If you get the first goal you've got something to hold on to But it's asking a lot because you'll be up there I'm hoping, and I said it earlier in the programme That Rangers have enough men up there mm. In that end of the park That they can create chances I mean Hugh, it's not the be all and end all Rangers did manage to win the previous one with a goal scored not by Alfredo Morelos no. um, But you would still be As your main striker By an absolute mile Your main player Your main striker He's been the main everything For Rangers this season yeah. Still looking to see If he can do it in this fixture It will be held against them uh, You know Derek scored regularly Against Celtic Ali McCoy scored regularly Against Celtic uh, There were players like John Hartson Who scored regularly And Chris Sutton Regularly against Rangers uh, These matches Make your reputation Even greater Morelos is the, the best striker in the country And has a high reputation among the Rangers supporters But his reputation becomes even greater When he breaks his yeah. duck against yeah. Celtic So, as I say, there's a thin line between genius and madness Sean, how challenging is it to replicate the, the type of Ibrox performance and, and do that at Celtic Park? Is that is that a, a challenge in your eyes? I think it is still a challenge Especially when um, there's more fans See like the Rangers having 700 But obviously it swings around roundabouts Obviously mm. it's got to be the benefit at Rangers Because I actually thought See the last time Rangers, um, Rangers played Obviously Rangers won one now. Mm-hmm. Well we started tonight's programme With uh, Stephen Gerrard telling us That fans can't score goals So uh, on Stephen Gerrard's say so it doesn't matter whether you have 800 Rangers fans at Celtic Park or 8,000, they can't score goals, according to the manager. So it's about that those who are on the park who can materially influence the game. You have to have a strong mindset, Hugh, certainly when you go to Celtic Park. And they'll be exactly the same when they come to Ibrox as well. You've got to have that mindset that you're going to go out there and do, never mind the crowd. When I, when I was out there and you're playing in front of the 15, 60,000 the only time you listen to the crowd when the game stops, if there's a free kick or something's happened, then you get a chance to look around and the noise hits you. When you're playing, you don't have a chance to, to mm. listen to what's going on. So that's what I'm talking about, a mindset. Keep your focus on the game at all times. Fans might not be able to score goals, but I've got 10 guys here who scored more than one <laughs> in this fixture uh, recently. You've got Dembele, you've got Novo Miller. and Miller. I mean, there are some... We're not going back to Larson Georgie Samaras Larson Larson is yeah. one of them He's just right. in there Right Samaras Yes So Samaras, Miller, Novo, Larson Dembele Is that you halfway there? I'll take one more You'll be lucky uh, Sutton Sutton no, no Not quite What? It's the last ten remember So we're only going back to the last ten I know I know <laughs> But if Larson's there Uh huh He just did it a bit more recently than Than Chris Sutton Alright, I'll give you thinking time And we'll get the answers next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Get the result you deserve Talk to Thompson's.com Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kicking off between Livy and Hibbs uh, I don't mean kicking off as in A fight starting <laughs> Literally, the game is kicking off uh, We're already well into the game Between Dunfermline and Ayr Where it is 1-0 to Ian McCall's side Bit of an injury concern for Dunfermline at the moment Pressing matters in the studio though You two have got serious work to do 
On this question It was sent in to Fulltime at Clyde1.com So keep them coming uh, Name the last 10 players To score two or more In a single Old Firm game You've got Starting most recently Going back the way Dembele Samaras Miller Novo Larson You've missed a few Gary Hooper Yes Chris Collins Nope DJ Nope You've got one Two Celtic Two Celtic and two Rangers Two Rangers to get Billy Dodds Nope It's twice that's happened I was just about to speak to Gary on the line He's disappeared Come on Gary We'll get you back No Absolutely nothing Can't think Tell you what I would say Two are I think the Rangers ones are harder The Rangers ones are harder for sure Um, Celtic ones are easy he says with a bit of paper in front of him I'll give you some more uh, You've actually need to think recently as well Alright, Gary is in Killarn Hi Gary Hi, um, I'm just phoning to say About Andy Halliday There was a caller on earlier And he was saying he would play Halliday Before Barisic mm-hmm. And I completely agree with that But I, I, I just don't think Halliday is getting Anywhere near enough credit For his performances this year I think he's been one of the most consistent performers for Rangers this season. Derek, would you go along with that? Yeah, I think, I think even when he comes on as a sub, you know, he always does something in the game. And I think when he starts, well, he showed that in the last Old Firm game when people were, were asking questions about him. Could he play against somebody that was quick? He's answered the question, yes, I can play. And I think the enthusiasm and the drive that he's got in him, I think he's infectious for players around him. And I don't think he'll let the team down tomorrow if he is selected. Mm. Uh, Gary, I'm sure there's still a, you know, a, a thought in Stephen Gerrard's mind, even Andy Halliday's mind, they'll want to do it again and again and again in the fixture. But yeah. was, was the last one a sign of at least bouncing back from, we know he's had a, a difficult time in the fixture in the past, with the Celtic fans I- jeering him off and all the rest of it? So... Do you think it was important for him to, to put in that performance the last time? I always believed he had the performance in him. I I think he was showing it long before the Celtic game and his performances at left back. I just think he he got flung to the wolves last year and not many people bounce back from the way that he's done it. Yeah. And I just don't feel in the media that he gets anywhere near enough credit for what he does. Well, uh, you know, there's the Rangers supporters who come on here and are critical of him. I don't recall. Not so much now, of course. And can you give me one instance of the media turning on him? No, I just think he's not saying they're turned, but just that they should be highlighting his performances this season more, Gary you feels. Know, I, I think I think if he consistently played left back, not saying that he'd get, he's probably maybe not so much a better left back than Tierney or something like that, but he's, if he was a consistent player, then he might be in for a shout at a call-up. Given the nature... No, he's not in a, a shout or a call-up at all. But given the nature of the game on Sunday, Halliday would be uh, my preferred option um, because I think it's going to be old-school, old-firm day. And he, like Ryan Jack, was made for this. Thank you, Gary. In Calern anymore in the teaser? No. Did we say Lee Griffiths? He is not one. Hmm. 
Let's hear a bit from Oren Kearney Because how's the battle at the bottom looking? What a big weekend it's going to be Let's hear from the St Mirren manager We both crave, I suppose, that three points That would put a little bit of distance between the two clubs And ideally try and claw back Hamilton into the mix as well So um, it very much is similar for both and, and the key thing is we need to go and get a performance That gives us a chance of doing that There's still a huge amount of football to be played But there's no underestimating the size of, of, of the game And the importance of the game and, and, and as you said, at the offset The impact that a, that a positive result can have As disappointing as, as Wednesday was and as hard done by as we, as we felt we were in relation to that we should have taken something from the game um, again you've got to move on quickly because particularly in this next week or so you know, the games come thick and fast How big is this at the bottom this weekend? Well you know you showed me earlier on the Simeon Jackson penalty and I could not believe it that was an utter waste of an opportunity to set the tone for your side away at St Johnston and you know whatever was going through his mind, none of it was clever. So it's been he, happening recently, though. You might have watched maybe half a dozen players do exactly the same thing, and when uh, it comes off, it's great. You get all the, the applause. But for a game like that, that's important away at St Johnston I thought to Oren, try that and miss it. I thought Warren mm. Kearney was spot oh. on after the game when he said, "There's a time and a place for that," and it's not when St Mirren are in the position that they are in, fighting for their lives. Uh, so. Uh, Simeon Jackson, above all players, owes Oren Kearney a major performance tomorrow. I was actually putting the opposite case forward, partly because I like arguing with Mark Wilson, uh, but also I think it was important that you don't just, you know, always look at it from, from one side, saying, you know, is it really any different from blazing it into Rose Ed? He was still trying to score, whether he got it wrong or not, he was still trying to score. Having said that, I would be interested, Derek, in, in your day. Having tried to pull something like that off Jock Wallace for instance How are you, how are you getting treated in the well, dressing room the, afterwards? The man, that, the man that took the majority of free kicks When I played was Sandy Jarden And I think he missed one out of about 25 or whatever Penalties through was the it? years. He took all the penalties And with Sandy he was a great striker of the ball And that's what he did He struck it in either corner I can't remember him actually hitting the ball down the middle Because you know the goalkeeper's going to go one way or the other Well that was the case when we played and the majority of the time The goalkeepers mm. dived the wrong way Even if he died the right way He struck the ball so well He had no chance of getting it uh, There had been an early chance for him Stevie Mallon from a McNulty The new Scotland striker Knocked down uh, Liam Kelly Who was in Beat the Pundit tonight Tips it over the bar The... That one tomorrow Hugh There are some football cliches That just work And there's no point In getting away from them Because they're accurate yeah. The six pointer Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's Without called that doubt. for a reason Yeah um, That's why... What Simeon Jackson did was all the more unbelievable Because had St Mirren gone into that game With even one point from their trip to Perth They'd have felt even better about taking on Dundee tomorrow However, he's made the wrong decision Got his priorities wrong He was trying to think of making a name for himself Rather than saving his team uh, And he had better get the finger out tomorrow In what is a crucial match If Dundee win that with Gordon I think St Mirren are consigned to the championship. You remember Andy Walker taking the penalty kick? Remember yeah. the air Kilmarnock game? But they yeah. were 2 nothing up. There's a difference and there's only a couple of minutes to go mm. and they got a penalty and he did just that. He just had the wee dink in the middle of the goals. It's all right doing that. That's the showboating. Great. Still a penalty. Whether you blast it or chip it, he scored. And that was the bottom line. But you do it when you're comfortable. Did we mention Scott McDonald in this? On what? The teaser? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you didn't, but you should have. Because he's one of the answers Yes Which means you've only got Seven. two to get Just quickly um, Hearts Aberdeen 
tomorrow He's got a nice look about it Yeah great game uh, Aberdeen Away from home uh, Are Better than They're undefeated They have been at games, yeah, yeah so Because there uh, is a school of thought At the moment That Hearts season Hinges on That Scottish Cup Semi-final Because well, if they were to lose that um, It would be an absolute disaster But there's still time to, to make some sort of Fist of it in the league Well there's Of all the ironies Who's coming To get you in the semi-final John Robertson The former ace of Hearts And a title Well deserved What a goal scorer he was For Hearts uh, So yeah it's a, it's a major one for them Right, we better get back to the teaser Because you've left yourself work to do You're looking for one Celtic, two Rangers That we need help Right, the Celtic one is the most recent one on this entire list More recently than Dembele That wow. should give it away <laughs> Who have Celtic played up front since Dembele left? Oh, there, that would Edwards. be a good way to think about it Yes Oddson, Edward Yep, last season Right, you've got the two Rangers ones left The Rangers one is the furthest back Mm-hmm. So it's actually around well, it's around the time of Larson. So we're going early 2000 I think it was May 2002. So what does that tell you about what type of fixture it might have been if it was in May? Cup game. Is it clue time? Yeah, I think so. He's Danish. Oh, you're he, he doesn't sound it. No. Is it you No, no, he's no, Finnish. He's Finnish. He's Danish uh, He's now got a cracking Glaswegian accent though Oh come on Winger Left winger Sort of attacker Lovenkrantz Yes Peter Lovenkrantz And the other one Started his career at Kilmarnock Scored in the fixture for Rangers And now plays for Who did you say? Stephen Naismith Well done You got there in the end Thank you Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson As always we really do appreciate All the calls and tweets Apologies if we couldn't get to yours We're back tomorrow 2pm Then the big one on Sunday From just before noon Make sure you join us both days GBX Friday up next <laughs>